Shalom to all. Today's office is Dharm Daf Lamed Gimel. We are starting Lamed Beis Amud Beis at the bottom with the brand new Perek. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Zara Basar, Yaakov, Meisha, Her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yontif, Ben Rosher Anchol, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Ein bein Hamudar Hanoa Mechaveroi, Lamudar Himenu Machol. There's no difference between someone who made a nether on his friend in regards to Hanoa benefit, or if he made a nether on his friend in regards to food. El Adrisas Haregel, except for feet, meaning walking through his property, and Bekalim Shein Oisin Behen Oichol. Nefesh, Kalim that don't have to do with food. Let's say Reuven made a nether on Shimon that he's not allowed to benefit from him, so Shimon's not allowed to have any food-related benefit, and Shimon's not allowed to walk through his property either, and he's not allowed to borrow any sort of cleave from him. However, if Reuven made a nether on Shimon that he's not allowed to have any food-related benefit, so he is allowed to walk through his property, and he is allowed to borrow Kalim that don't have to do with food preparation. And then she continues, Hamudar Michael if a person makes a food-related nether on his friend, Loyashilanu, he's not allowed to lend him Nafa, Sifter, Ukvara, and a sieve, Verechayim, a mill, Vatan or an oven. He is allowed to lend him chalak, a shirt, with tabahas, a ring, talis, a garment, unizam, and earrings. Those things he is allowed to lend him. Now, even though in the first part of the Mishnah we mentioned a nether that has to do with food, and we had already said over there that kalim that have to do with food preparation would be usher to someone that has a food-related nether on him, so why is it that we had to repeat this over here? So there's really an added layer of chiddush over here. The added layer is that a nafa and a kvara, a sieve and a sifter, a mill or an oven, that's not involved in immediate food preparation, because even after the flour is milled, there's still a number of steps that it needs to go through in order to become edible food. So you might think that a food-related neder doesn't answer these things. The Chiddush in the Mishnah is that it does answer these things. The Gemara tells us, Man Tano, who's the Tano of our Mishnah? Amr Vada Bra'ava. He tells us, Rebbe Yezer, he is Rebbe Yezer. The time you have a Braisa, Rebbe Yezer, Amr Rebbe Yezer says, Afilu Vitor Asr B'mudar Hana. If someone has a neder, an Isra of Hana, so even Vitor is Asr. Now what's Vitor? So a good word for Vitor is a gratitude. You walk into the Bitzuchim shop, you want to buy 100 grams of cashews. What does the Meicher, the seller, do? He gives you a few extra cashews. That's considered a gratuity. That's called vitur. This is standard industry practice. Now, Rebeliezer holds that if the fellow that's buying something from this store made a nether, then he's not going to have benefit from the store owner, so he's not going to even take those extra cashews. That's considered a hana. So from the fact that our Mishnah says that he's not going to walk through the fellow's property whom he's not going to have hana from, so that's considered like a vitur, that's considered a gratuity. That's a fairly normal thing to allow someone to walk through your property. According to the Chamim, this wouldn't be an issue at all. This is only an issue according to Rebeliezer. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah we had said, he's not to lend him but he is allowed to lend him other things. The Gemara Laman Gimel Amad Alpha on the top asks, he made a nether that he's not a benefit from food. Why are we saying he's not to lend him a sieve or a sifter or one of these other things? So Amr Shem Ben Lakish, Rish Lakish answers, but Imeris, where the fellow said, the Hana'a of your food is on me. And that implies that not just food is usur, something related to food, a benefit related to food is usur. The Gemara asks, Maybe what he means by that nether is that he's not going to get the benefit of chewed up grain, which is placed on a wound that heals a wound, and that's a food-related benefit. So why would a utensil that has to do with food be usur? So Amarava, he answers that really the guy's nether was this. But Aymer Hana'a Hamivil, is where the fellow said that a Hana'a, which will eventually bring about the eating of food, that's usur to me. So even Nafa Kvara and things like that, that will eventually bring about eating food, so even that is usur. Now we continue talking about certain cases which are involved in food preparation, even though distantly, Amr of Papa, he says, a bag that's meant for transporting fruit, or a donkey which is meant for transporting fruit, even just a basket which one could put fruit in, that's considered a hana, which will eventually bring to food, and that would be usur. Now, by your of Papa, your Papa asks, what's Allah in regards to borrowing a horse to ride on or borrowing a ring to be seen in? Again, the situation over here is, let's 
let's say Ruvain told Shimon, I'm not going to have any food-related benefit from you. Is Ruvain allowed to borrow Shimon's horse, or is he allowed to borrow his car to go to the restaurant? Now, that's a hano, which will eventually bring him to food. Or is he allowed to borrow his ring, his fancy watch, in order to show up at the yeshiva dinner? He wants to be able to look fancy at the yeshiva dinner, so he wants to wear something nice on him. Is that considered a hano, which will eventually bring him to food, which would be usher? Another question, is he allowed to go through his property in order to get to the yeshiva dinner or the restaurant? Is that considered a hano now, Tashmas, we have an attempted Raya. Our Mishnah had said, He's allowed to lend him all these things. Now, hey, Chidami, what's the situation? If you want to say that he's not borrowing this ring in order to be seen in it at the Yeshiva dinner, does the Mishnah really have to tell us that he's allowed to borrow this ring from him? It's obvious he's allowed to do that. It has nothing to do with food. Of course, Reuven would be allowed to borrow this watch from Shimon if all he wants to do is just walk around town with it, but nothing to do with food. It must be that what's the setup in our Mishnah? that even if Ruvain wants to borrow this watch in order to go to the yeshiva dinner with it, that's what we're talking about. Vikatani, what does the Mishnah say? Mash Eloi, that he is allowed to borrow it or that he is allowed to lend it to him. So you see that this type of food related hana is permitted. So he's allowed to borrow his horse in order to go to the ball and he's allowed to borrow his car in order to go to the restaurant. So Gamar says, Loi, that's not a raya. Our Mishnah really could be talking about where he's borrowing the watch and he's not intending to go to any sort of food related event. He just wants to walk around feeling nice in a fancy watch. Aye, so why did the Mishnah say it if it's not a chedesh? Since the Rasha of the Mishnah was talking about certain things that he's not allowed to lend to him, so the Seifa is talking about a case where he is allowed to lend it to him, even though the Seifa is not really a Chedesh. And this Mishnah continues with this discussion about a Neder. Even in regards to something which doesn't have to do with food preparation, a lawnmower, if this is a place where they rent out something like this, so it would be Usr, because that would be considered deriving benefit, because with the money that he saved that he didn't have to rent this item and he borrowed it instead, he can use that money for food, so that's a food-related benefit. The Gemara tells us, that implies that the Reisha, meaning the first Mishnah, is talking about a case, that even though these things are not rented out, it's still us to lend it to him. Let's go back to that first Mishnah. The Mishnah had said, But again, that implies that something that does have to do with Eichel Nefesh is not allowed to be lent to a person that has a food-related nether on him. Now, the fact that the second Mishnah has to do with renting out a Kaili, it must be that the first Mishnah is talking about kalim that are not rented out. And still the Mishnah says that they're not allowed to be lent in a food-related neder. Now, Matan, who's the time of this Mishnah from which we clearly see that even something which is not rented out, you can't rent it out. People aren't going to pay for it. It's just lent. As so you go to your friend's house and you borrow a zhuzhar, that's not something that you're going to go to the store and rent. You're just going to lend it out. You're just going to borrow it. Still, that's also with such a neder. Who's that man to Omar? Omar Vadabar Ava. Rebeliezer, he is Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer holds that even Vitor, even a small gratitude, is also in a case of Mudrahana. So even though a zhuzhar, which by the way is an immersion blender, it's something that you're not going to rent. It's just lent. Still, it's not allowed to be borrowed when we're dealing with a food related neder. Again, that's Shitas Rebel Yazar. And the Mishnah continues Hamudar Hanome Chaveroi, a person made a neder of Hanah on his friend, Shekola he's allowed to pay his machsa shekel for him. He's allowed to pay his debt off for him. He's allowed to return his Aveda to him. The reason why he's allowed to return his lost object to him is because he's just giving him back an item which is his. The fellow who lost the object isn't deriving any benefit from the guy who's giving it back to him. However, Makam Shinatlin if it's a place where a person's allowed to get schar, he's allowed to get paid for returning a lost object, that's because he had to take time off of work in order to return this lost object, so he's allowed to ask the fellow who lost the object to pay him, so in such a case, that Hanal has to go to Hektesh. So now the Gemara is going to focus on the second case of the Mishnah, paying off his debt. Let's say Ruvain made a neder that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him, still, Ruvain is allowed to pay Shimon's debt off for him. So the Gemara says, Almo, we see from here, Avrucha Riba Almohu, this is just considered like chasing a lion away, 
sorry and it's permitted. What does it mean chasing a lion away? Let's say a lion is in your friend's property and you chase it away. You yell at it, you throw rocks at it, and it runs away. So you're not giving benefit to your friend. You're just preventing him from a loss. It's not going to eat his chickens and goats, but it's not considered giving him an actual benefit. So to overhear, it must be that by paying off a loan, that's not considered like giving the person benefit. It's just preventing him from a loss. The Gemara says, Montana, who's a town of our Mishnah? So the Gemara says, I'm Rav Shaya. Rav Shaya says, Zulam on top Our Mishnah is Chanan. We're going to learn about Chanan's opinion in a minute. Rav Amar Rav says, It can even be according to everyone, even according to the Rabbanon that argue with Chanan. And the reason why Ruben is allowed to pay Shimon's loan off over here is because Gabi Mudar Hana, in this case of Mudar Hana, to Yahav Almanash Lefraya. We're talking about a case where he gave the money or he borrowed the money on condition that he doesn't have to pay it back. Shimon borrowed money from Levi, but when he borrowed that money from him, it was under the stipulation that he doesn't have to pay Levi back anytime soon. There was no specific date that Shimon had to pay Levi back. So when Ruvain's paying Shimon's debt off for him, he's not really giving any benefit to Shimon because Shimon doesn't really have a chiv to pay Levi back. And even according to the ones that argue with Hanan, this would be permitted. Now the Gemara asks, my Hanan, what is this opinion of Hanan? Then now we have a Mishnah. Misha Hachim Dinas Hayam, someone went overseas and he didn't leave his wife with a credit card. So how is she going to go buy food for herself? Someone else got up and was going to finance this fellow's wife. Hanan Amar Hanan said, That guy, he was really nice, but he lost his money. That's because all he did was prevent the husband from a loss. The husband would have come back. He would have had to pay off her debt at the Makolet. And this fellow prevented the husband from having to do that. She's not giving the husband any benefit. He just prevented him from a loss. But he can't go to the husband and say, You owe me money. The sons of the Kaim Gudalim argue with Hanan, but Amru, and they said, he can swear how much money he spent on this fellow's wife, and then he'd be able to get that money back from the husband. Now, Amr Abdesim and Hurkin is kid of Rehem. Abdesim and Hurkin says, like the sons of the Kahanim Gedalim, and Amr Yechim and Zakai, he says, Yafa Amr Hanan. Hanan said, Good. He put his money on the horns of a deer. If you put a bag of money on the horns of a deer, it's going to run off. You're never going to see your money again. So now that we know what the machlek is between Hanan and the Bnei Kahanim Gedalim is, the Gemara just says, Ravale Amr Kravashaya. Ravale doesn't explain our Mishnah like Ravashaya to come like him all in He wants to explain our Mishnah going according to everyone. Whereas Rav Shaya, Rav Shaya doesn't go like Rava because Gzeira Shalayli Para Mishamli Para. He says that there's Gzeira one case to the other. Rav Shaya does agree that when we're dealing with a situation that Ruvain borrowed money from Levi and there's no specific due date for that money, that technically Ruvain could pay Shimon's loan off for him. However, the issue is that Ruvain might end up paying Shimon's loan off for him even when Shimon does have a real due date that he has to pay the loan and then Shimon would be deriving real benefit from Ruvain and so therefore we ask for all cases. That's what Rav Shaya had to say that our mission we can explain the mission. We had said Machshulayas He's allowed to return his aveda, his lost object, to him. So now we're going to explain this. argue about this. Chadomer, one of them says this part of the mission was only taught when the nechassim of the one who's returning the Aveda are usher to the one who owns the Aveda. So let's say Ruvain had found Shimon's watch and it's Ruvain's nechassim that are usher to Shimon. So this is the case the mission was talking about that Ruvain is allowed to return Shimon's watch to him. Because when he's returning his watch to him, he's just giving him something that belongs to him. He's not giving Shimon any benefit from his own property. But if we're talking about a situation where the nechassim of the one that lost the object are usher to the one that is returning the object, meaning that Shimon's property is usher to Ruvain, meaning that Ruvain's not allowed to have any benefit from Shimon, 
So like Kamahadrile, over here, Reuven is not allowed to return Shimon's watch to him. Why is that? He's giving him the benefit of the pruta of Rav Yosef. Now, what's the pruta of Rav Yosef? So really, this has to do with the lengthy machlekes between Rabbi and Rav Yosef. But what we come out of that machlekes with is as follows. We know there's something called Ha'isek of Mitzvah, Patrim, and Mitzvah. If a person's involved in one mitzvah, he does not have to go do another mitzvah. So when Reuven's in the process of returning his watch to Shimon, he's involved in a mitzvah of Hashavah Aveda. And that means that if a poor fellow comes up to him and says, Sir, can you spare some change? Can I have a few shekel? He does not have to give tzedakah to that guy, which means that he just gained a few shekel, that money's remaining in his pocket, all because of Shimon's Aveda. So we see that he's gaining from Shimon. So in such a situation, Reuven is not allowed to gain from Shimon, so Reuven would not be allowed to return Shimon's watch to him. Now, Amr, the other one says, even if we're talking about a situation where the Balaveda stuff is usher to the Machsir, meaning that Reuven is not allowed to have benefit from Shimon, still Mahadrule, Reuven is allowed to return the watch to Shimon. And we should Prutid Rav Yosef, if you want to say, but Reuven is going to be getting this benefit of Prutid Rav Yosef, that's not common. It's not common that while he's returning his watch to him, a poor guy is going to come and ask for a few shekel and he's going to be saving that money and he's going to be getting benefit from Shimon that way. And because it's not common, we say that Reuben's allowed to return the watch to Shimon. But now we ask based off of our Mishnah. Tonight our Mishnah said that in a place where a person would be able to get for returning a lost object, that Hana has to go to Hektesh. So now we're going to try to fit this into our two opinions. We understand according to the Manda that even when the Nechazim of the Balaveda are usher to the Machser, meaning that Reuben is not allowed to get Hana from Shimon. Still, Reuven's allowed to return Shimon's object to him. It makes sense that our Mishnah says that if this is something he could demand schar for, that schar has to go to Hektish. Now, why does that make sense? So right now we're understanding that this is a situation that neither of them are allowed to have Hana from each other. Shimon's not allowed to have Hana from Reuven, and Reuven's not allowed to have Hana from Shimon. So Reuven would be allowed to return Shimon's object to him because he's just giving him back his object. But if we're talking about a situation where he could demand payment for that, so Reuven's not allowed to take that payment because that means he would be getting Hana'ah from Shimon and Reuven's not allowed to have Hana'ah from Shimon and Shimon's not allowed to keep that payment because that means he would be receiving Hana'ah from Reuven. So that's why that Hana'ah, that's why that payment would have to go to Hektish. But according to the Ma'ad-Omer, that when Reuven's not allowed to derive benefit from Shimon, so he's not allowed to return the object and the only time Reuven would be allowed to return it is if Shimon is not allowed to receive Hana'ah from Reuven, so then Amai Tipa Hana'ah Hektish. Why in that case, when Reuven is indeed returning the object, why would that Hana'ah have to go to Hektish? Reuven in that case is allowed to receive Hana from Shimon. So he should be allowed to return the object and he should even be allowed to get paid for it. So the Gemara answers, it's not a problem. According to Amanda Amar, that part of the Mishnah of is only going on one situation where Reuven is allowed to derive benefit from Shimon. But you're right, in a case where Reuven is not allowed to derive benefit from Shimon, so then we would not apply this part of the Mishnah of We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a different understanding of this Machlekes Ravami Ravasi. For now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.